a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hi, I'm Snigda Sharma, and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about WhatsApp's concerns about the traceability clause in the Government of India's new IT rules of 2020. We also discuss Rajasthan's impressive vaccination drive, along with the latest on the Twitter toolkit controversy. Beginning with WhatsApp. On Wednesday, the 25th of May, which was the last day for social media platforms to comply with the government's new IT rules, WhatsApp filed a lawsuit against the Indian government in the Delhi High Court. This was over one of the requirements in the new IT rules, also known as the traceability clause. To understand why the messaging platform is taking the government to court, we spoke to Indian Express's Shruti Dhapola. So, Shruti, to begin with, can you please tell us what is this traceability clause in the new IT rules? So, the new rules came into effect on uh, February 25th. They were notified on that day and May 25th, which was uh, two days, was the last day for companies to comply with these new rules. One critical part of the new rules is that they want social media intermediaries, especially significant companies. Significant social media intermediary is any company which has more than 50 lakh users. So this will definitely include Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp and all the big names. They want them to find the originator of a piece of information or message or tweet, whatever it is, which is shared on the platform. Now, the originator will be asked based on a court order from a competent jurisdiction authority to specify certain conditions under which such an order could be passed. It could be relating to any content which harms the security and integrity of India, content which includes anything such as sexually explicit material, say rape videos or videos which might have child sexual abuse content. So all of that social media content companies might be required to trace the originator of such messages. So, just to quickly remind you, on the 25th of February, the government had released a set of guidelines that aimed to regulate social media, digital news media and over-the-top or OTT content platforms. IT Minister Ravi Shankar Prasad had said that they were drafted to empower the ordinary users of digital platforms to seek redressal for their grievances and command accountability in case of infringement of their rights. In case you want to know more about what the new rules mean for intermediaries and also the concerns that have been raised about the new IT rules, you can listen to episode 1275 of Three Things dated 1st of March. Coming back to what is happening right now. So, Shruti, what is WhatsApp saying in its lawsuit against the government of India? WhatsApp is 
basically arguing that the traceability clause is unconstitutional and it's invoking the 2017 puttaswami judgment on the right to privacy being which uh, is regarded as essential right by the supreme court in that judgment to say that this traceability clause is basically against the right to privacy it will create a mass surveillance and that the court should strike this down because it is unconstitutional right and uh, what is whatsapp's reasoning or uh, explanation behind why traceability will not work so whatsapp as we know is end to end encrypted what this means is that no third party can read or interpret the messages so if i send a message to you only you the intended recipient can read that message nobody else can read it not even whatsapp whatsapp doesn't store any of these messages it doesn't store them to its servers which is why if you're not backing up your whatsapp chats and you set it up on a new phone you will likely lose all your previous chats most people of course do back up their chats to either google drive or to icloud accounts but if you don't and you set it up on a new phone you'll lose all your chats whatsapp simple argument is that traceability doesn't work for just one message say tomorrow the government picks out a message which has some content which is uh, objectionable or deals with say even child porn and says give us the originator of this message whatsapp can't do that because they would have to fingerprint or put a digital signature on each and every message that is sent out on the platform in order to track that one message which might actually prove to be illegal so to do that it would actually have to put in place some sort of structure where it's tracking and keeping a track of every single message which is shared on the platform so to put it simply whatsapp says that to track one message we have to track every single message and this is basically a form of mass surveillance it is against basic human rights it is against right of privacy and we just can't do this also shruti what is the problem with uh, finding the originator of a message according to whatsapp as whatsapp makes it clear that this is a end to end encrypted platform now if you were to find the originator of a message whatsapp would basically have to reengineer its app for india and despite the fact that india has 450 million users of whatsapp and it's the biggest market no company is going to create an app specially for this market it would be a very rare thing to do and even if they reengineer the app which finds a tracing or which can trace the originator of a message they might actually run foul of the law in other parts of the world so that is definitely going to create a lot of complications for them and as whatsapp makes it clear they cannot trace the originator of a message without breaking end to end encryption now end to end encryption not only ensures that whatsapp or any other party can't snoop on your private conversations it also ensures that law enforcement agencies can't snoop and just demand you get access to your chat so easily the other argument is also that if they do open up the system and they put say a digital signature or a fingerprint to each message it is still not a perfect system it's open to impersonation it's open to vulnerabilities it will be introducing probably new problems in the system which perhaps could be hacked by a third party a rogue state cyber criminals and as experts have also told us that fingerprinting techniques especially digital fingerprinting techniques are not foolproof they can be impersonated you could be wrongly labeled as the originator of a message which might not be the case whatsapp has also said that look a lot of the times people are forwarding messages out of concern or to check whether something is true or they just copy pasting a message and sending it to others 
and they might get labeled as the originator when it is not the case so it could mean that somebody who's not guilty ends up paying the price which is also a very scary scenario so to figure out especially for a platform like whatsapp to figure out who started a message it might not be as simple because if the message is going viral and if it's being shared by many people then finding the originator is not going to be that easy and it will also mean that whatsapp will have to create this huge database to store all the messages which are shared on the platform because they won't know which message might be picked up later on by the law enforcement authorities and whatsapp has also said in this blog post this is a time when companies are expected to collect less and less data about people and these rules will actually do the opposite we'll have to collect a lot more data because we'll have to keep a track of each and every single message and store it and which is you know in complete contrast to what is the trend right now where users want more privacy okay so why does the government of india want to find out the originator of a message in the first place if you can explain that to us so the government has actually called whatsapp's lawsuit as an act of defiance and said that whatsapp is just trying to shirk responsibility out here and they've said that privacy is an essential right but it is not uh, without restrictions and all fundamental rights in india come with reasonable restrictions so same will apply to right to privacy the government's argument is that a lot of fake news is spread via whatsapp there have been riots lynch mobs because of fake whatsapp messages that have been shared and therefore it is essential that whatsapp helps in finding the originator of a message what has commonly happened is that law authorities might have gone to whatsapp and says tell us who sent this message first and whatsapp doesn't have answer right because it's end to end encrypted it doesn't store the content of the message so it doesn't know who sent that message in the first place and the government is kind of forcing them to trace the originator because they say that a lot of fake news is being spread on whatsapp and we need to know who started the problem also shruti one more thing will this also impact other messaging apps it should also be noted that while whatsapp is the one that is at the center of this fight because they filed the lawsuit and they have the highest number of users rules like this will impact almost all messaging apps in the country this is anyone with uh, a significant base so apps like telegram apps like signal which have gained in fact popularity in india recently because of the whole controversy around whatsapp's privacy policy which was supposed to change even apps like uh, instagram which also have messaging and uh, snapchat as well will be impacted by these rules so these rules don't just impact whatsapp they impact almost all social media companies popular messaging apps not so popular messaging apps especially end to end encrypted apps will be hard hit because uh, they will all be required to trace the originator of the messages unless of course the rules are eventually struck down and uh, finally shruti how will this affect our right to privacy on an individual level so internet activists and policy experts have already cautioned against the rules and said that they will stifle the right to privacy the ability to freely express yourself on social media apps in fact a lot of fake whatsapp messages are already going around saying that all your calls will be recorded from today and you shouldn't discuss anything and the police could question you about your calls your messages which is of course not true because all your calls are still end to end encrypted whatsapp is still end to end encrypted in india but it does negatively impact the right to privacy especially on personal messaging apps because as whatsapp has rightly said like a lot of the content at times is just forwarded by people out of curiosity or they might think it's funny or they might think it's out of concern 
and you don't know right what message is going to be considered as offensive challenging the security of the state so if it is actually pulled up how do you find the originator so these are all complex questions and it does create an atmosphere of fear that the government wants to know who started what message which is not as companies have already pointed out technically it's not an easy problem to solve and even if it is solved it's definitely going to impact privacy of users in india negatively and now coming to rajasthan while rajasthan is among the states in india with a high case burden when it comes to covid-19 the total fatalities in the state are surprisingly low and according to the union health ministry data as of may 26th rajasthan had administered more than 1 crore 62 lakh vaccine doses so what makes the state one of the top 3 performers in the country when it comes to covid-19 vaccination to find out we were joined by indian express's hamza khan Hamza can you begin by telling us how many people in each category i mean age wise have been vaccinated in Rajasthan so far and uh, also if you could draw a comparison with other states overall uh, Rajasthan stands third when it comes to total vaccination doses and uh, Rajasthan is behind Maharashtra and Uttar Pradesh so Maharashtra i understand that it's because uh, it had a high case load early on so hence a lot of vaccines were diverted to maharashtra and uttar pradesh is again a huge uh, state and minus population is nearly thrice of rajasthan and third on the list is rajasthan which has given around 1.63 crore doses to its population i mean including the first and the second and as for the 18 to 44 age group again rajasthan is third here uh, behind up and bihar and uh, rajasthan has administered 14.91 lakh doses in this category so again up and bihar are much more populated than rajasthan but comparatively if you look at some other states i mean rajasthan has fared well compared to other states right so now coming to the most important question hamza what were the steps that the rajasthan government took to ensure such an efficient vaccination program in the state basically there are two aspects to this answer first was when uh, way before the second wave hit the nation so around uh, november and december last year the chief minister ashok gehlot and his officials were holding meetings the cases had declined uh, last year late last year but the cm was still holding meetings his officials were still holding covid review meetings and uh, they were emphasizing the need for vaccination as in they were gearing up to vaccinate the population so that is why when uh, the vaccine started arriving in the state so we spoke to the secretary medical health and family welfare departments that margin who said that initially rajasthan was doing as much as 22 25% of the entire vaccination for the 60 plus group so basically they had a plan in place when the vaccines arrived and immediately they started uh, administering the doses so that's why initially the numbers were high for rajasthan the vaccination figures were high for rajasthan and then when the second wave hit so again the state didn't waste any time and uh, eventually the vaccination was opened up for 18 to 44 year olds and for that the center left it to the states to arrange the vaccine uh, for themselves so again the state didn't waste any time and uh, started procuring vaccines on its own and uh, they basically paid uh, serum institute of india and bharat biotech in advance so for example to sii they paid rupees 47 crore in advance and to bharat biotech they paid rupees 12 crore so the officials 
say that we moved very quickly and we were able to procure uh, vaccines solely because of the first mover advantage. Like we approached them before other states could and hence we were able to procure some vaccines. Again, the state has administered only around 14.91 or 15 lakh vaccines to 18 to 44 year olds. And the population in this age group is around 3.25 crores. So of course, I mean, the state needs a lot more vaccines, but relatively, I mean, when you compare it to other states, the figure is uh, better. Another reason is that they asked the ANMs to share their experiences with the Pradhans and Sarpanch. Like the district collector and the CMHO, they basically trained the uh, health workers. They helped, they facilitated the training of health workers. And then the local uh, health workers who know the families in the villages and who know the locals much better and who have a better connect with the locals, then those uh, health workers convinced the locals to come forward and get vaccinated. So again, that was again a bit crucial in making the people come forward to get vaccinated. They approached it uh, comprehensively, like the state team was there, and then the like it, there was a chain of command which was followed. For example, I'll give you an example of Jaisalmer. So Jaisalmer had, like as per the district collector Ashish Modi, there are four levels to the vaccination program. First is like there are village level committees, and then on top of that there is an officer in charge who reports to the subdivisional officers and the BDOs. And then the SDOs and the BDOs then report to the district collector and the CMHO and their team. So they had this chain of command in place. And then they basically ensured that it's followed, it's there too. And also they engaged the booth level officers in Jaisalmer, for example. And uh, since they are associated with the election commission, they have exact information on how many people in a particular age group are in every home, so to speak. And uh, how did the government handle vaccine hesitancy in the state? Because uh, we know that uh, not just in Rajasthan, but all over the country, especially in rural areas, uh, we saw a lot of vaccine hesitancy. So how did the government handle that? Like I said earlier, when I gave you the example of Jaisalmer, the district administration, I mean, when the ANMs were being vaccinated, the CMHO and the district administration basically addressed their uh, doubts. And... Uh, they were the being the health workers, they were among the first ones to get vaccinated. And when the ANMs went to the fields before that, I mean they had already been vaccinated. So when the ANMs went to the fields and to homes, they could convince the locals better because uh, they had been vaccinated themselves. So they could clear the doubts of the locals better. And uh, so they could share their experiences and the Sarpanch and Wartmanch could relate to them more. For example, you know, if a CMHO or the district collector goes to a Sarpanch and tells him that the vaccine is safe. The Vard Punch or the Sarpanch may not believe the CMHO or the collector as much as an ANM who visits the village daily, who is in touch with their families. So there is more trust between the ANM and the Sarpanch, for example, rather than say between the Sarpanch and the district collector. So that was one of the ways that they addressed the hesitancy. And the second was like there are lots of caste groups in Rajasthan. What the government did was, what the district administration did was, that they engaged the leaders of the caste groups. Basically, they addressed their doubts and then said that we will facilitate uh, camps for you, for your caste group, be it any community. They said that we'll set up camps in your locality, in your area of choosing. And But the only thing is that you will have to ensure that people from your community join uh, and get themselves vaccinated. But then again, like it was not restricted to that particular community because it would have otherwise... Uh, you don't know, run fall of the constitution. It's uh, Article 14 of the constitution. That's what the collector said. 
you can't discriminate on the basis of religion so i mean they opened uh, these uh, camps for everyone but mainly it was the persons from that select caste group or the select community who turned up to get themselves vaccinated uh so even though each state has its own set of unique challenges right uh what can other states still learn from rajasthan uh in terms of vaccinating their population i'll give you an example like the state is already holding meetings for the third wave health minister raghu sharma himself is holding meetings and his officials are holding meetings with the, the district administration to basically prepare for the third wave that gives you an example of their state's preparedness and then another thing that i see is that there is a structure in rajasthan so the cm has been holding meetings almost every day or every second day there is a covid review meeting which is chaired by the cm himself and he hence has a very good idea of what's happening in the state of course in these meetings uh, he consults uh, the experts the epidemiologists uh, as well and uh, the experts and even opposition leaders so even last year Gehloth had consulted opposition leaders, and this year also, while the wave was at its peak, the CM was consulting opposition leaders. So I don't know how many other states have are even ready to consult the opposition leaders. But here, Gehloth consulted as many people as he can, and then based upon his learnings or understanding or whatever he gathered from the experts, he conveyed it to his uh, officials. So there is a structure in place, and. Uh, again like last year late last year when the cases were declining cm was still holding meetings so he kept his officials uh, on their toes and finally coming to twitter after the delhi police went knocking on its doors a few days ago after it refused to remove the manipulated media tag from bjp spokesperson sambit patra's tweet Twitter has said that it was very concerned with the recent events regarding its employees in the country and the potential threat to freedom of expression for its users. The Delhi police had allegedly gone to serve a notice asking the company executives to join in the investigation regarding an alleged toolkit. The toolkit in question BJP leaders including Sambit Patra had claimed was an attempt to undermine Indian government's response to COVID-19. In its statement a Twitter spokesperson said and I quote we alongside many in civil society in India and around the world have concerns with regards to the use of intimidation tactics by the police in response to enforcement of our global terms of service as well as with the core elements of the new IT rules we plan to advocate for changes to elements of these regulations that inhibit free open public conversation unquote Apart from its concerns over the police's visit, Twitter also said that the company was concerned that one person, that is the chief compliance officer, was being made criminally liable for all the content on the platform. Similar to the concerns raised by WhatsApp regarding user privacy, Twitter said that the requirement of a proactive monitoring and a near blanket authority to the government of India and its agencies to seek information about users represented a dangerous overreach which was inconsistent with democratic principles followed in countries. In January and February, Twitter had initially refused to take down certain tweets about the farmers' protests, which had been flagged by the IT ministry for allegedly spreading misinformation and having the potential to lead to imminent violence affecting the public order situation of the country. This led to the IT ministry threatening to jail Twitter India employees if the platform failed to act. Twitter India backed down, and later it said that it had complied with 95% of the requests made by the government. 
You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Snigda Sharma, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. You can follow us and leave us feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Express Podcasts or send us an email at podcasts at indianexpress.com. And if you like this show, please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from so more people can find us. You can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website, indianexpress.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.